0: Did you know that the very first Thanksgiving lasted three days long? (laughs) Can you imagine that? That would be awesome. Three days of pumpkin pie? Are you kidding me? Three days of stuffing? Three days of tryptophan? I mean, (laughs) you know, now it's like you have one meal, one football game, one nap, and then you have to bring yourself to reality and try to drive home right but could you imagine not having to drive home after the first round i mean it would be wake up eat sleep repeat now that's what i call a thanksgiving i mean thanksgiving is so worthy of like a lot of our holidays are just worthy of three days worth of celebrating Uh, i am all about that
1: I've got plenty to be thankful for I haven't got a great big yacht to sail from shore to shore Still I've got plenty to be thankful for I've got plenty to be thankful for No private car, no caviar, no carpet on my floor Still I've got plenty to be thankful for I've got eyes to see with Ears to hear with Arms to hug with Lips to kiss with Someone to adore How could anybody ask for more? Oh, I've got plenty to be thankful for
0: What's up, Happy Lifer? Happy Thanksgiving. So glad you joined us. I want to talk to you today about Thanksgiving because it's this week. I don't know what, what when you're listening to this podcast, but hopefully before Thursday once Thanksgiving is. But I want to do a special Thanksgiving podcast. The problem was I felt like I wasn't finished with what I wanted to share with you regarding our recent situation where uh, my computer died and then we had a new one given to us. Uh you can go back to last week's podcast, we talked about it, but there were some things that I didn't have time to talk about that I really felt were important for me to deal with. Um, so I thought I would just try to throw them in uh, while I'm doing a Thanksgiving podcast. As I'm processing through all this stuff and getting stuff for the podcast, in my mind, I just feel like God is like tapping me on the shoulder going, don't you get it? These two go hand in hand. My computer breaking down, me flipping out, someone else providing a new computer. It's a perfect Thanksgiving podcast, right? Well, maybe you don't think so yet, but hopefully I can clarify it. It just fits really well together, and I ho- I hope I can do justice to all the stuff that I feel like God has like placed in my head to share with you. So we have to go way back into the 1600s and start with a young Native American whose name was Tusquantum. We know him in the history books as Squanto. That's kind of a variation of it. But his name was Tusquantum And he started in a very difficult place. He was kidnapped from his tribe. So there was a a man that came over from England, and these Native Americans were checking him out, and they got kidnapped and thrown on the boat and taken over to Spain. Can you imagine that? So they go over to Spain, and they sold him into slavery. Well, these monks, these friars showed up, And kind of interrupted the whole scene. Some situations I read said that they purchased these young Native Americans so they wouldn't have to be sold into slavery. And others say they just came in and upset the whole apple cart. Either way, Tusquodum was one of those that were going to be sold into slavery. And all of a sudden he ends up with all these monks that are teaching him about God. And and he's learning how to speak English and, and all that stuff. But he still had a heart to go back to his Native tribe. And years later, he gets old enough and they send him back. They find a way, long story short, there's so many details that are cool in here, but I'm going to try to make it as concise as possible. So he gets to go back to his tribe and he runs to go meet him and finds out that his whole tribe died of, of a plague and there's no one left. And had he not got kidnapped, he would be amongst those that weren't living amongst all of his tribesmen, his family, his loved ones all passed away, but his life was spared out of something as tragic as a kidnapping. So the pilgrims come over, it takes them, you know, over two months to get over here. They had five out of the 102, I think, passengers um, on the Mayflower five of them had already passed away with just within weeks and days of actually getting to the shore there within the next winter. 50 of the 102 passengers that came over to America die and pass away. That first winter was brutal for them. This is where Tosquanto comes back in. So, Squanto had come back to America before the Pilgrims landed. And when they landed... Uh, a lot of the seeds and stuff they brought over from England, they didn't take. And so they were, they were suffering famine. Uh, they were barely holding on. And Squanto, he shows back up and all these settlers are living in the domiciles of Squanto's old tribe. When his tribe all passed away, it left the village wide open and now these settlers are living in there. Squanto shows up. And uh, now he he speaks both the, the native language as well as the English, and he's able to be an interpreter between the tribes and keep peace there. In fact, Squanto shows up to his old village where he's the only one left of his people of his kind, and he helps these pilgrims to not have to go through another terrible winter like they did the last one. He took a combination of what he knew from the land and from his people and what he had learned from the monks when he was in Spain and, and then he went to England before he ended up coming back over to America. Um, he took all those things and was able to teach these pilgrims how to handle the seed, how to do the fur trade, all these things that he knew about the land that the pilgrims didn't understand, and they're, they're trying the tactics that worked in England, but they didn't work in America And they literally survived because of this young man who went through a hellish situation, a horrible situation, but still held on. And and he he came over and helped these first settlers survive. If it wasn't for him, I don't know where we'd be at. He is literally the ones that helped make it possible for those that came over to survive the, the first settlers from one person. One man who, who went beyond his struggle and decided to help others with what he had. That's what happened to me from Oakview, California, from the lighthouse. I'm not trying to compare my life with Squanto's and the, and the, and the first pilgrims, but there's the same concept that was here. The lighthouse in Oakview, California became my Squanto. The reason I had lost it when my computer broke down is because I felt desperate. Like my whole business, my whole career, my whole message that I have is really geared toward sharing it online. And without a computer, I can't do that. And if the Squanto didn't show up, the first pilgrims, I don't think they would have made it that second winter. And I wouldn't be doing this podcast right now if it wasn't for Lighthouse who showed up. And took care of that and provided the very computer that I'm recording this on and I'm about to edit on. They provide all that. They showed up in my life and helped me. The pilgrims after, after Squanto taught them everything, they had an abundant harvest the following fall and they invited all those from the other tribe and there was like almost twice as many Native Americans as there were pilgrims. I mean, there was like 90 Native Americans and I think 50, 53 pilgrims that attended that first feast. And, and you know what, what I love about that is that They brought five deer with them. They brought things to the thing too. It's like help somebody else make someone happy and you'll be happy too. They all brought something to the table. In fact, that's what God says in first Corinthians chapter 14. He says, whenever you guys gather, everyone bring something to the table. You know, there's a musical term out there called dissonance. It's so weird because I wanted to talk about this this week, but I'm like, what does that have to do with Thanksgiving it's crazy. It has everything to do with Thanksgiving. So follow me here. Dissonance is where you've got a chord. Your basic chord has three notes in it. And uh, one of the notes is just a little bit off. It's only a half a step off. That's called dissonance. Consonance is when the chord just sounds right. Dissonance is when one of the notes is just a little bit off. Dissonance is... According to the dictionary, is a tension or a clash resulting from the combination of two disharmonious or unsuitable elements. Or when two musical notes are not in harmony, or when conflicting tones or thoughts are fighting for a resolution, they're fighting for peace. That's what dissonance is. And that's exactly where those pilgrims were. They were in unsuitable elements. They lost half of their friends, their family, their loved ones who came over for freedom. They lost half of them. The price of their freedom was huge. That first winter, boy, if 50 died, how many were close to that, right? Talk about unsuitable elements. And it just wasn't quite right. That's what dissonance is. And that's where I was a couple months ago when my computer didn't work. It just was so close to turning on. I just couldn't quite get it. I took it to some friends and, and uh, they couldn't quite fix it. And I was living in an unsuitable situation in my mind and my heart. There was disharmony inside of me. The notes just didn't line up. My life just didn't seem to line up. And I felt like God didn't care. Go back to last week's podcast. I talk more about that there. I won't talk about that here, but I just felt like nobody seemed to care. And I know that's not true now, but at that moment, boy, there was dissonance going on. I don't know if you've ever heard a sus chord. If you're familiar at all with music, or if you read music, you know there's a thing called on some of the chords that'll say S U S by it. It means a suspended chord. A suspended chord is a uh, it's a dissonant chord, a chord where one of the notes isn't quite there, but it holds on for a long time. And then the very next thing that happens is well, I'll talk about that in a second. But this thing that was going on with me and and my struggle that I'm talking about is so minimal to what so many in in life are going through, but struggle is still struggle, right? So because my computer broke down, I took it to my friends to see if they could fix it because they tried to fix it. As we're sitting there talking about all the stuff that goes on, I was able to share with them my story. They found out that my briefcase that I travel with broke and they had just purchased a suitcase for me, a carry-on suitcase, because my carry-on suitcase broke. Everything was falling apart. Everything was in disharmony, it felt like, in my life. And they said, oh, you need a new briefcase? We got a backpack here that was given to me from my company that I've never even – they still got the tags on it. Super expensive computer bag, and it's actually better than the one that I've had for several years that broke down on me. That happened because my computer broke down. The dissonance had lasted so long. I remember talking to my wife and saying, babe, I don't know what I've got to do to get God to talk to me. He's just seems like he's silent. He's not saying anything to me. I survive on learning how to communicate from God to find out, God, what are you thinking about the situation? That's how I get through hard times. And I wasn't hearing a thing from him. And I said, I don't know what I've got to do to get God to speak to me. I'll just get vulnerable like I did last week here. I was like, do I have to flip God off? You know, do I have to swear at him? What do I have to do to get God to speak to me? Truth is, God knows how we feel anyway. And if he wanted us dead, we'd be gone right now. <laughs> we, we would, but, but God is slow to anger and he's abounding in love. The Bible says that love is patience in 1 Corinthians 13. And right when I said, babe, I don't know, God's not talking to me. That's the hardest part. What am I going to do? Right after that, I get a text from the person at the house that I took my computer to to get it fixed. And the text said something along the lines of, how are you doing? Do you need any more help from us? What can we do to help you? Then she said this, she said, God has placed you on my heart all week long. And I've been asking God to speak to me all week long. If you haven't been raised in church, maybe that doesn't make sense. But when it says God has placed you on my heart, what that means is I've, I've got a concern for you that what didn't come from me, I wasn't even thinking about you, but all of a sudden I got this concern for you. God placed you on my heart, a burden for you on my heart. And she said, and I feel like God gave me a word for you, which means I feel like God has a thought that he shared with me that I'm supposed to share with you. She said, but it doesn't make sense. So I've been waiting on it for God to confirm it. And I've, I've done this thing long enough to know. I just texted her back and I said, he's not going to confirm it. You just got to tell me what you got. Cause we do that all the time. God speak to me and God show me something. God shows us something. We're like, God, is that really you? And then we wait for him to confirm it. You know, we just let it sit there. Cause we're waiting for him to confirm it. God's like, you act out on what I gave you. And then I will give you the rest. Next thing I know, man, she's at my house and she's hanging out with my wife and they're having a good time. They've known each other for a while. And then she sits down and she just starts talking about this passage of scripture that she read, and that she was reading it. It was one of my favorite passages of scripture. And I won't get into all the details of it, but because I was at her house telling her how I was feeling, when she read this passage of scripture, all of a sudden it sounded like me. God had placed me on her heart and she said, God, is this is this passage for Stevo? And she felt like God said, Yes, it was. And then she kept the reading. And the passage was a passage that I hold onto. And it was, it was a solution to what I've been struggling with for a long time. But all of a sudden it was coming from somebody else as they shared it with me. And they, and then they said, now this doesn't make sense to me, but I felt like God was revealing to me this. And, and, and I don't know if that doesn't make sense, Steve, because it feels like you're doing that or blah, 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 so on and so forth. And I said, just stop for a second. I said, let me explain to you what's going on with me. And what she had shared with me was exactly what i was struggling with and she was right on the money even though she didn't understand but i knew exactly what she was talking about so i got i got a new backpack out of it i got a new encouraging word out of it this person decided saw that, that my need and wanted to help and so i said now i've got a team member in fact i went down to southern california right after that and i got another couple people decided to join up and be a part of this team to help spread this message and help bring happy to to the world because I can't do this on my own. I need help. And, and my, my, my strengths are big, but my weaknesses are just as big. And so I need people to rise up and help. And I got all sorts of people to rise up and help. In fact, the people that bought me this computer, I went there to share with them. And I felt like God says, tell them how you're really feeling, tell them what's really going on. And I did and I share with them i I just that that I feel like you know I need help, and they rose up and said, "We want to help you and so I've got like a whole new family down there i had a have a group down there I call big C they're all my a lot of friends and and I help start this new thing with them on what we think that it that the church is supposed to look like. And so I helped them start that down there. So they've been like a family to me, but there was a church down there in Southern California that disbanded and, and they were, they were like family to me. And all of a sudden, because my computer broke down and I went and shared it with them. And then like in last week's podcast, they're the ones that bought me this computer. But because that happened, I got a new family out of the situation. I got a new support team. I got a new group of people that decided to send me out. Not to mention what it did in me. I told my wife before before that person came over to encourage me, I told my wife, I said, babe, I just feel empty inside. When I'm nervous or anxious, my insides feel like liquid. That's the best way I could describe it. I said, but my insides don't even feel like liquid anymore. They feel like air. It feels like there's nothing in there. And when that person left my house after sharing that stuff with me, I mean, there was nothing super deep or whatever. She says, I don't know if that helps you at all. And I said, are you kidding me? It helps me a lot because... I don't feel empty anymore. You know why? Because somebody cared and somebody showed up. They wouldn't have done that if my computer didn't break down. If I didn't become vulnerable enough and say, I need help and take my computer to the house and see if they could fix it. Now the computer never fixed, but the beautiful things that happened out of it. And what it did for me was it reminded me that God does care when they wanted to surprise me with the computer. They said, come on down. And when I showed up at, at that service, every song that they sang dealt with God telling me, I do care about you. I do love you. I do have a plan for your life. So when there's a dissonance, there's a disharmonious or, or unsuitable elements, uh, there's conflicting tones, conflicting things or thoughts in your life. They're fighting for something. You know what they're fighting for? They're fighting for peace. They're fighting for the musical term is resolution. So you got dissonance and then suspended is a dissonance that lasts quite a while. And that dissonance drives you to the resolution when that, that one note that is disharmonious, that's just off just a little bit, finally falls right into place. And boy, does it sound good. You're always trying to think of, of, a song where that happens, but oftentimes you'll hear after the end of a hymn or something, if you've ever been to a church or you heard a hymn played or anything, and you would, at the very end, they would sing, ah, men, and the awe ah of men, the awe. Ah. It's like, ah, that's, there's a dissonance there. And when they say men, all of a sudden that dissonance comes into a resolution and the chord just fits and what it does musically, it just makes it feel like everything is right in the world again, because it came to a resolution. That's what amen means. Amen means so be it. That's the resolution. So be it. I said it, it's gonna be done. When when she came over to my house and shared that word with me, it was a confirmation, it was an exclamation point of what God has been telling me for years. This is gonna happen. So be it. When amen finishes after the end of that song, it just everything in your heart just feels right and there's an exclamation point and it says Amen. It means so be it. And I was trying to I was racking my brain going, what song does that amen come from? And then it finally hit me. It comes from a song called the doxology that was written to music that was called the old hundredth. It was called that because the, the, the lyrics that they used for that music was taken from Psalm 100. So it's called the old hundredth. And in Psalm 100, it says, I will enter his courts with thanksgiving in my heart. Isn't that crazy? The amen came from a song that was all about being thankful. It was all about thanksgiving. In fact, did you know that when the pilgrims landed, that when they're still out in the harbor, they sang that song. They sang the doxology. It wasn't the same version that we sing today, but it was one of the earlier versions that we, the one that we have today came from. And I can imagine as they're sitting there after... Two brutal months on the on the high seas and people are sick and have passed away. And the smell of death was underneath. And and I could imagine as one person looked at the land and and they just started to sing. Praise God from whom blessings
1: flow. And then someone
0: else joined in.
1: Praise him all creatures here below
0: And then they joined in in harmony and before you know it Praise him above heavenly home. All those people were singing and looking at the land
1: Praise father son and
0: That they had given so much to enter into. Amen. Did you catch it? Did you hear the resolution? When the Amen ended? The doxology is the Thanksgiving song. In fact, did you know that many people actually sing that song before they eat their Thanksgiving meal? If there's dissonance in your life, and if it's holding on for a long time, resolution is coming. Hold on to that. This story might not be a big deal to you, but to me, it's a huge deal. It's just a computer, it's not a big deal, but to me, it was God, do you care? He brought resolution, He brought people into my life. That was worth the whole deal. That amen. Maybe hasn't started yet, or maybe you're in the middle of it, but it will resolve. It will resolve. And when it does, life is going to feel right again. So hang on. If you're in a state of dissonance, it's okay. And if it's just been suspended, it's because God is creating a masterpiece with your life, with the dissonance in your life in the same way that he did with me. And I know we normally end the podcast with Jimmy Durante's Make Somebody Happy, and you'll be happy too, but I can't think of a better way to finish this podcast than actually playing the doxology. And maybe this is something that you want to play or sing along before you eat your Thanksgiving meal. But let's at least listen to this together. Praise God. So happy Thanksgiving. I hope that helped. And remember, Thanksgiving might not be perfect, but it can be happy. See